Hello and welcome back to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. On this show, we are discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series, chapter by chapter. And today, we're here to talk about chapters 19 and 20 of Children of Dune. Just as soon as we clean up all these man snails. <laughs> man they're snails! E- they're everywhere. <laughs> it's oh, like season Dune. three of Hannibal in here. Oh, Dune. Dune, why? You're so goofy sometimes, dude. This is extremely goofy. Like, as a metaphor, it is extremely goofy. (laughs) I mean, we'll get to it, but it's basically why you gotta be such a big human god man and I'm a little man snail. (laughs) Just a little man snail, but first... Yes. First, we have to have the the real housewives... Of Eric yeah. It ain't but pretty. No, this is not this is not a great portrait of marriage. <laughs> so portrait Our, of a marriage, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> it's a divorce it's a story. Revo- it's a real revolutionary road. <laughs> okay, but first we have a little little brief epigraph. Uh this is from Stilgar, the commentaries. Which, oh boy, (laughs) that's a book you get for Christmas. And you're like, oh, wow, thanks. Your own book. (laughs) In avocado. Thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Sorry, I've got Mm. mine on the brain today. Rightly so. A Fremen dies when he is too long from the desert. This we call the water sickness. Mm. That's very poignant. Yes, profound. I just want to think about that a little because I don't, I mean, he means it literally, but also not. Also, yeah. it's a metaphor for, you know, their home. Yeah. I mean, we but just also... call it homesick, don't we? <laughs> yeah, you got to drink a lot of water to die from it, Stilgar. I know you guys aren't used <laughs> to that, but it actually takes quite a bit of water. You can die from it. Um, yeah. I've gone down some Wikipedia wormholes in my day, but <laughs> it does take an awful lot. Yeah. So. I saw that episode you know. of House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, House. Look, the pandemic has been rough for us all. Some of us oh, no, by rewatching bad medical shows like House and ER. There was a point where I don't remember. I think it was when you could first go back on Facebook and like see previous years. Oh, yeah. Of your and there were definitely parts that I was just my statuses were just about like things that were happening on current episodes of House because I was watching <laughs> it. And I was like, oh, let me write about House on Facebook. <laughs> the early days of Facebook. I mean, it's very representative of the aughts. I'm just saying. It is. Yeah. Oh, it is. So many. <laughs> the poking. Yeah. I started my Facebook account when George W. Bush was still president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the... The thing that I still remember was that there was that whole big thing for a while. There was this huge scandal that people thought that, like, Facebook messages were getting leaked. But Mm. people were like, that's not messages. That's just the way we used to write on people's walls. Yeah. (laughs) Like, these aren't actually private messages. These are just, you used to go to someone's wall and just talk about whatever because that was the way it worked. Yeah. (laughs) It's, It's not that people have like leaked your messages it's that you didn't have sense back in the day 
yeah it's so weird it's so weird i i i don't know i know facebook is for the olds and i am an old mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. fine but like it's so weird to have this much of my life documented and i'm kind of like i don't know how comfortable i am with this but i guess when you're in it this long it's kind of like well you know fuck it <laughs> it's too late now mm -hmm. kind of like this marriage yeah between duncan oh. and alia uh oh boy these two kids i really wanted it to work out for them but did i yeah i don't know uh <laughs> I was maybe I was a little harsh with Duncan in my notes, but I think that my point stands that, you know, so much of this could have been avoided if he had been a good husband. Yeah, there's so much in these chapters, as we've said previously, of people just sort of shaking their heads sadly and going, wow, Ollie is really just gone, isn't she? Wish could have done something. And it's like, well, you, you could have. Yeah, um, fuck's sake. And just want you to know that if you'd paid this kind of attention previously, uh, maybe you could have said, hey, babe, you OK? <laughs> uh, I mean, we all wanted I mean, who doesn't want the marriage between a 15 year old and <laughs> her brother's computer man clone gift <laughs> <laughs> to work out? Uh, oh, my God. Computer man clone gift. <laughs> That that has to be. Hang on, I have to write that down. That's just too good. <laughs> oh, Megan, what have you wrought? Mm, solid gold. Ollie is getting ready for a day. She put on her makeup, which is all spicy because yeah. Duncan's like, oh, I can smell it. It's all it's like melange. White, it's like white shoulders. Or no, what's the uh, Cody Airspun? Well, that doesn't really have a smell, but oh no, it does because I use that because I am an old. I'm an old woman. My makeup is the makeup of your grandma. And I use Cody Airspun powder and it has a smell. It's the smell of I'm wearing makeup. <laughs> it's not melange. Right. I want to believe that it doesn't. Everything, since it's all made of spice, you can't get like your right colors. Everyone's just very bronzed. Mm. It's just very awkward. Well, don't you think they'd be pretty bronzed living in on Arrakis anyway? True. I mean, yeah. true. Um, I was just but reading yeah. something today about that, about how someone was saying that their problem with Star Wars isn't that so many people are from desert planets. It's that everyone from a desert planet is a very is pale white. white person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good fucking point, guy. <laughs> like, we've all, I mean, y'all well, saw a little blonde Luke there. He should have been beet red. Right. I mean, he was kind of pink, but yeah. Not pink enough. Not pink enough. <laughs> Get pinker, Luke. Uh, so basically, she's getting ready for her day and also convincing her husband to kidnap her mom. Yeah. Like there we we join them like in the middle of a conversation. And yeah, that's what she's like. If you love me, you do this for me. You kidnap my mom. Come on. Yeah, there's a lot of pouting because he's like, well, I don't know if that's such a great idea. And she's like, oh, I guess you just, mm, you want to <laughs> listen to House Atreides, not me. And he's I like, I actually Rrr. find that very offensive. <laughs> like, that's the most <laughs> offensive thing in this book to me. Because he turns away from her because apparently his magic Tlaxu eyes, uh, because she's being really careful about, like, oh, I cannot let him know that the Baron Harkonnen lives inside my head. But apparently <laughs> he can sense 
the Baron in that. Oh, yeah. He can yeah. sense that it's a masculine presence and it revolts him. And I'm just like, okay, guy. You know, and I get that part of it is that he can tell that this is not his wife. But it is also just, it, again, it's, there's no point where he's like, wow, something is wrong. Maybe I could help her. It's just, ooh. Yeah. I don't yeah, want to look at her anymore. The only thing that he decides to, like, follow up on in regards to his wife is to find out whether or not she's cheating on him. Yeah, he's just like, I've been hearing these these little rumors. I wonder if that's actually true. Uh, that's awkward if it is. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Because he's really, at this point, just trying to, to think of reasons to justify why he shouldn't listen to her. And part yeah. of it is just, well... You know, there's this presence that I can sense. And at one point he kind of half says, well, what if, wouldn't it be easier if I just killed your mom? And even though she's mm -hmm. just like, Duncan, that's a terrible idea. He could tell that the other presence inside her is like, no, it's a great idea. Yeah. Do that. She, she gets very excited. And so he's just like, oh, great. So he's really just sort of like, oh, and, and I guess she's cheating on me. So that's also a reason <laughs> that I'm unhappy. He just tells her some stuff about how, like, men make art. I don't At that point, I was like, Duncan. Very tired. <laughs> yeah, something about desert carving, desert winds carving stone, and then people, like, selling it, the marble, like, whatever is left behind. Which sounds it's pretty very, cool. It sounds yeah. like it's actually probably pretty neat. And yeah. she's just like, okay, thanks for sharing. Do you want me to not let them do that? And he's like, no, that's not the point. The point I'm making is that it's not art because people make art. Like, nature doesn't make art. She's just like, all right. <laughs> like, sweetie, is this a thing? Like, is this a mentat thing? Is this what? Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, he talks about Stilgar and Leto going out to the desert at night. She's like, yeah, no, mm -hmm. I, I knew that already. Um, and he says... Like, he's like, oh, Stilgar tells me that he still believes in Muad'Dib. And she's like, well, obviously. And mm -hmm. she's like, you know, just why don't you leave Stilgar alone? Yeah. <laughs> uh, don't worry about it. She says, you know, you've got to you've got to kidnap my mom. We've got to make it look like House Carino did it. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's, it's like, don't worry about it. It's going to be great. Like, you know, because he's just like, well, you're I could tell she's lying. Yeah. If she's lying about this. She could be lying about you know, how she's banging Javid on the side. <laughs> right. And you know, the important stuff. The important stuff. Yeah, and there's literally a part where he's just like, oh, it's, it's like she's communing with voices only she can hear. Do you think so, Duncan Idaho? Jeez, I wonder how that happened. I mean, he knows <sighs> she's preborn. Duncan, I don't... I have so many... Like, dude... <laughs> You and I have had our differences in the past, yeah. and now I just, I really don't know where I stand with you. Yeah. I feel like I'm also there having this argument with you in this very, like, strange mm. John Cassavetes, like, divorce <laughs> scene you guys are playing out right now. Yeah. Uh. Who directed this chapter? Noah Baumbach? <laughs> When's he going to sing a song and punch a wall? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh boy uh, oh he'd have been a good Duncan Idaho damn 
Who, Adam Driver? He's, you know, he's too Caucasian, but... Yeah, I mean, I absolutely think so. I I don't know. I am definitely one of those girls that finds Adam Driver very, very sexy for inexplicable reasons. <laughs> that was the entire... <laughs> Sorry again, everyone. We're just removing for a second. But that was definitely the entire movie theater in Force Awakens. Like, he took that helmet <laughs> off and everyone went, ah! Yeah, huh. ours too. Huh. Okay. <laughs> Which is weird since, I mean, I knew what he looked like. Yeah. I, I mean, I've know. seen him in other stuff, but I was like not prepared for that. <laughs> it was a, it was those luscious locks. None I of us were it ready. Was, it was actually that blow dry was flawless. <laughs> he pulls a helmet off and that hair comes out. Like, sir. I mean, it's so good. <laughs> sir, that is the force. Like, okay, I don't like Kylo Ren, obviously. He's mm, yeah. a jerk. But, I mean, I like the way he looks. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and he's so very tall. He's so, so big. <laughs> big tree of a man. I just watched uh, um, Promising Young Woman and Bo Burnham is a giant. I had no idea. He really? looks like he's like 10 feet tall in that movie. Well, Kay Mulligan is very tiny. She's very small. I get that. But even like just next to regular people. I feel so bad because I think she's such an amazing actress and I love the stuff she's in. And every time I look at her, I only see her yelling at Oscar Isaac about wearing <laughs> double condoms. <laughs> oh, and if you ever do it again, which you shouldn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry. This is so good. Like, Carrie, it's stuck with me forever. So, Ali is just like, yeah, you know what? Kidnap my mom. That's yeah, what I asked she's you to do, like, babe. I got a lot to like, do. Well, why? What reason? Or like, why? And she gives him this story about the Bene Gesserit. How, like, Jessica is kind of is gonna figure out that she's been using her Bene Gesserit like body chemistry altering ways to keep herself young, and that, <laughs> which again, everyone, she is roughly twenty four. Yeah, it would make her, like, a target for, he, for the Bene Gesserit. It would make her a target for Bene Gesserit, because, one, she's an abomination, and, two, she's been doing this forbidden, you know, mm-hmm. balancing her enzymes, which I do I do like how she's like, look, it's not that mystical. It's really just controlling your enzymes inside your mm-hmm. body so that you don't age. And he's like, but you're doing that, right? Because he notes that she doesn't appear to have aged in all their years together. So, oh, she still looks 15? Dude, Duncan. Duncan. Friend. Disappointed Buddy. right now. Yeah. You don't like that. Nope. Um, <laughs> but again, she could just look like, you know, a slim 20-year-old and everyone's just like, oh my God, why isn't she a crone? <laughs> right. Yeah, because they forget this has only been nine years, so she's not even 30. Everyone that, calm down. That, it's such a thing in books and a lot of it is just the books that i've chosen to read in my life but that comes Mm -hmm. up a lot in horror novels and it comes up a lot in vc andrews novels where it's just someone is talking like a a teenager is discussing their mom and how they're still they still look good and it's like your mom had you in the previous book when she was 17 your mom is 35 years old (laughs) uh bite me yeah and constantly i mean we you know, we all, we love him, but there's so many, like, 
37-year-old women in Stephen King novels that people are like, still looking good. Okay, great. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Glad to know I haven't lost it. Right. <laughs> I didn't lose it years ago. <laughs> well, you know we've been re-watching old episodes of Law & Order, Criminal Intent, and it's so funny the because they'll always be like, she's, you know, she's older, in her 40s. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, okay, fuck you, first of all. <laughs> But then there's always those great moments, like there's that whole one about the like illegal Botox ring where the lady's asking Eames like what she does. And she's like, yeah, I just use soap and water. Like, <laughs> I look fantastic. Yeah, soap and water, my butt, Eames. Anyway. <laughs> That's like Megan Draper. I just splash cold water on my face. That's all Shut I up, do. Megan. <laughs> Her, not you. She's so no, pretty. understandable. So pretty. Yeah. But the, that whole part. Just my mother's French, so I just splash cold water on my face. Oh my god, her mother's Julia Ormond. Okay, like, can we move on? <laughs> another one, another one. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is the part where he realizes he's so he's giving himself up to computation, which is mm. wow, so sexy, Duncan. We love mm, that hot. for you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those little eyes are just spinning and whirling. <laughs> Uh, oh my god i wish that's what i wish that's what happened (laughs) i just picture he's got like c3po eyes it's like what are you doing dude yes (laughs) oh duck in idaho i don't know what i'm just tearing you apart tonight man we love you dunks we loves you we loves you dunks uncle dunks yeah uh so he's just like okay She's being very Atreides right now, but it's kind of yeah. mean. And it's like, but you love them. And he's like, well, but I love them. But also, this is kind of terrible. Yeah. And he realizes that she has, like, the voice of Lady Jessica is in her, which, as I have used for my Twitter handle, the pseudo Jessica within. Well, that was my Twitter <laughs> handle. Now it's Supreme Dreamer. Um, it was just... He's like, well, okay. So Alia is not talking to her inner Jessica, which means she must be talking to someone else, which means that she has to be possessed. Oh, shit, she's possessed. It's like, yes! Wow, finally! You finally got there, bud. Knew you could do it. You are a computer. (laughs) 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 Sir... He's a computer, like an old one. (laughs) (laughs) She's trying to boot him up that morning and she clicked like Internet Explorer instead of Chrome. And she's like, oh, no. Yeah. (laughs) She's trying to run the Sims on him and he just his fans started going out. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) That takes me back. Anyway, but he's like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. I'll kidnap your mom. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> he thinks and, through all these things. He's like, well, you know, this. He he knows that House Carino isn't going to retaliate in any substantial way. Mm-hmm. Like all the Atreides are on Arrakis at the moment, which would be dangerous. But they're not going to risk using atomics because they everyone would turn against House Carino if they did that. Like it's it's the same as, as was happening in Dune. It's just like that's the, the one thing that's too far. Yeah. So, you know, Alia has decided that this is her plan because some part of her is no longer be- being Atreides because the Atreides right. wouldn't go this far. 
And this is the point where he's just like, well, wouldn't it be easier if we just killed your mom? And she's like, what? No. Oh, my God. <laughs> Duncan. Oh. oh, my gosh. There's a lot. She says his name with an exclamation point like 17 times in this chapter. Duncan. Yeah. No. He's just like, oh, great. Yeah. She's very Alexis Rose, this chapter. And she's, yeah, she says, like, well, I just wanted to be young so that I could take care of those poor little twinsies. Like, they (laughs) needed me to be young and spry. And he's just like, yeah, great. That's awesome. Cool. For you. And he's just, she's she is definitely trying to be like and don't i look hot he's just like nope I, uh, mm, nope can't do that <laughs> yeah he skirts around that shit he does also um she's asking like where are you take when are you taking her where are you taking her and he's not saying and he tells her it's because like he wants her to be able to like tell if she has to answer to a truth there Mm-hmm. To say she doesn't know, you know, possible deniability, right? But I don't think that's really it. I think he just doesn't trust her at all. No, no, he certainly yeah. doesn't anymore. And he says, he's like thinking she's an alien. Well, and he says, you know, she, he's like, well, your mother wouldn't turn against you, and she's like, she already has, like, she's Benny Jezra, and she brings up the fact that you know she let my brother get tested with a Gamjabar, like she knew he mm-hmm. could die. Mm-hmm. And she did that because she's Betty Jesuit, because the Betty Jesuit said that she had to. Like, who knows what she'll do? Yeah. And he's he can now he considers that to be a lie because he's thinking about how she's very convincing and it's very sad. Mm-hmm. Which all right, dude. Okay. Um, Sit down. But it's I think that she that part is actually Alia. Like, I think that's really her being like, look at what she's done. Like, yeah. I think if Alia if Alia loves one thing in this actual universe, it is her brother and the memory of her brother. And mm-hmm. yeah, she knows that that's something that her mother did and that that she's just like, that's your kid. Like, that was her child and she still yeah. put him up to this where he could have just died right there on the floor. She also and... did everything she could to make sure that Paul became what he became. Mm-hmm. I mean... And he says, well, there do was I have- a lot. Yeah, there was a lot of her guidance in the first book, you know, mm-hmm. her guiding him. And yeah, I, I just think like <laughs> that's a good point that this this is Alia, you know, this yeah. is her coming through because Jessica has fucked up. Yeah. And Duncan is still seeing Jessica through his little rosy colored glasses. So he's just mm-hmm. kind of like, no, that's. I mean, she did what she had to do kind of thing. And he says, well, there's Gurney. Do I have to kill Gurney? And she's just like, no, he's fine. Yeah, he's off running errands. And he's just like, well, that's a little weird, don't you think? Since he's the the regent governor of Caladan. And she's like, yeah, but he's banging my mom. Or he (laughs) wants to be. Yeah. In truth, if if not in it, or in his dreams, if not in truth, I think is what she says, which is like, yowch. And he's just like, oh, yeah, great. And so she's just like, well, all right, that's, you know, good talk. Love you, sweetie. Uh, She gives him a kiss. Yeah. And he says, goodbye, beloved. But it's very, you know, it's finality. Mm. And then as he leaves, 
he cries because as we learned in the previous book, the metal tears, they, those middle eyes, they make tears. Yep. And it's like, this is very sad, but um, I would just like to note, since I'd already uh, <laughs> talked about this, that uh, in about five chapters, he will be acknowledging the truth of Jessica being like, yeah, you just wanted to marry someone that was me, but younger. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I really did. That's that was really kind of the point. Like, oh, oh. guilty. Oops. Oh. <laughs> You're not supposed so. to say that part out loud, Jess. <laughs> oh, so we've got uh, uh, so that was like a page and a half. That was the very yeah. Small by the way, chapter. that was such a short chapter, but a lot happened. A so lot happened. It yeah, a lot of story. And this next one, it's not super long, but there's definitely more to mm-hmm. it. There's so oh. many chapters in this book. Like it's kind yeah. of preposterous. When I was putting in my <laughs> my chapter markers, it was like really frank. These like <laughs> sh- this collection of short essays that is. I can't say any. My first book had like forty five chapters or something. It had a lot. It's really like really too much. It was too much. Um. So should we get into this one? Okay. So this one has a lot. This one is. A lot. We're mm-hmm. we're getting some more some more twin twinsies. Uh, so, but first, our epigraph, which is a refrain from the Habean Lament. Mm. You have loved Kaladin and lamented its lost host, but pain discovers new lovers cannot erase those forever ghost. I mean, it's kind of pretty, if I'm going to be honest. But there's there's a lot of poetry in this chapter. There's a lot of like, here is an ancient <laughs> poem. Here's a song. It's very Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> like, Not now my we're all going to sing part. a song. <laughs> oh. So, Stilgar is just like, I don't know what to do about these kids. <laughs> yeah. They're at this big, like, Lady Jessica's finally going to, like, greet the Fremen as their reverend mother again. Like, you know, so everyone's, like, coming in to see her. Everyone's really excited. The mother of Mwadib. And, yeah, Stilgar's just kind of hanging back. And he's just, like, looking at Jessica and Ghani. And he's just like, ugh, these kids. Fuck. And it's again... This thing that keeps happening, and I, I think I've mentioned this before, but there are points where, so Stilgar, he's think, he's saying that, you know, he quadrupled the guard around the twins, but that mm-hmm. he knows that Leto has enough of his forebears in him, just in like a general sense, that it's not going to matter. Like he is determined to make these poor decisions that he talked about <laughs> with Stilgar in the previous chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, he's saying how everyone... Everyone who had known the first Duke Leto is just like, he's so much like his grandfather. Yeah. And he's also thinking about how much Ghani looks like Cheney and how much she acts like her. But there are so many points where he's just like, and it's so weird. It's like, okay, but they're <laughs> their children. Like, yeah. I look like I my mean, grandmother, but that's not supposed to be like, it's not weird because, yeah, you know, she's my dad's mom. That's how genetics. genetics works. Yeah. <laughs> so while I know that, Stilgar is coming from a place of knowing that there's a lot more going on and so is Jessica just the fact mm-hmm. sometimes that they're still like I can't believe how much these two <laughs> act yeah like Paul and Chani it's like because they're their kids yeah that's, <laughs> that's how it works <laughs> Stilgar also 
is under the impression that anything he says to a Rulin, she's going to tell Alia, which I think he's a little behind the loop on that one. Yeah, because I thought they had their big falling out already. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if he goes to a Rulin with an issue about the twins' safety, she would probably take that to Alia because those yeah. are, you know, her babies. But yeah, in general, it's like, no, still, that... I think that ship has sailed. Like, yeah, <laughs> the preacher flat out was like, "Arulin, get off this planet." Could I just say though that I, I thought it was like very touching that Stilgar would even consider confiding in Arulin. Like, I don't know, yeah, just hey. something about that I find very touching because he like he knows that she loves them and has their best interest you know yeah yeah and we've we've mentioned before that that is one thing that i wish there was a little more of in the book was their relationship because they do throw a bit of that into the miniseries in children Mm -hmm. of dune there are a few more scenes between the twins and arulin and a lot of it is them being themselves and her just being like you guys but they are very just like we love you stepmom yeah (laughs) we're crazy like isn't it wild (laughs) taking care of us (laughs) Um, so everyone's hanging out. Ollie is not there yet. Everyone's kind of just like peeking up at, uh, Ghani and, and Jessica. Yeah. And he's just like, what, what the heck was up with what Lito was talking about? Yeah. <laughs> what is up I think with this like, kid? <laughs> whatever Lito was telling him about Ollie at least has sunk in. Mm-hmm. So he's already like kind of taking what like he's i think he sees them in a in a different light now yeah than he did before he and leto had that you know nighttime walk across the desert he it's interesting as well that he consistently talks about how thinks about how different the twins are from any other kid he's ever met it's like well you mm-hmm. did also know alia but <laughs> i guess she was just wandering around saying creepy shit and everyone was just like ah <laughs> she wasn't just quietly observing. Uh, he remembers the point that he told Ghani not to climb too high on the cliffs, and she said that she wasn't afraid of death because she's died so many times. Yeah. He's like, ah. And he thinks, how could I teach these children? How could anyone? And it's like, maybe you don't need to. I don't know. I mean, one, I think everyone feels that way about kids because sometimes yeah. they're just like, you're like, I don't know what you're supposed to do. Um, <laughs> honestly. Like, light. I know. Everyone's just doing their best. Oh, my God. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, you're just like, you know what? That's a really good point. But I'm your mom. So I have to <laughs> ignore that you made a good point. <laughs> uh, and move it along. But, yeah. And that's just such a... <laughs> it's like one of those, like, bud- BuzzFeed lists of, you know, yeah. 25 creepy things kids have said. <laughs> it's like, Mommy, I remember when the earth was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> oh man (laughs) yeah her exact quote was why should i fear death i've been there before many times like oh god like all right god i just don't still who is like as hard as they come was like oh god (laughs) (laughs) creepy (laughs) i want i want all of these scenes with javier bardin Oh my god, absolutely. Just being like, I've died so many times. And he's like, what? (laughs) It would be like a very, like, Mr. Mom kind of thing. And Jessica's kind of thinking similar things. uh, Mm -hmm. Which, again, she and Still could have been beautiful. I know. They're so much alike. 
uh and and so she's she's finally considering how it must be really hard to have a mature mind in a little immature kid body which yeah mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you could have thought about it that like 24 like years lit- ago but... like a literal nightmare honestly no that's how you get a claudia yeah oh my god creepy and you know she's just like there's a lot of stuff i could teach them but that's only going to go so far mm-hmm. uh and Gotti's just like oh stillgar's back there watching us she's like okay <laughs> great i mean she's just like yeah poor stillgar like the new Arrakis does not fit him. <laughs> like, nope. Nope. He's a he's a desert creature. But um she know she does like sense like she gets a sense of like that Ghani and Leto love Stilgar like as a parent. And mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense because, you know, with Paul and Cheney being gone, like I guess Arulin and Stilgar would really have been their parents. Yeah. Because other than that, they just had, you know, Aunt Alia and Uncle Dunks and yeah. those two. <laughs> yeah. And she there's he she has this memory that like one time that oh, so that morning they were standing by some water and Lido goes, Water traps us. <laughs> we should live like dust, because then the wind could carry us high. She's like, okay, great. You are high. (laughs) She's like, your dad might have said something like that. And he's just like, yeah, maybe. But he was also obsessed with water. Uh, Okay. Case in point. (laughs) But we, okay. I'm sorry. We need to talk about it. (laughs) We need to talk about what happens now. Because we, let's just get it out of the way. (laughs) So Ghani's just like, so what's up? You seem like you're really quiet. Did my brother say something weird? He's a weirdo. Like, love him. But did he say something? And she's just like, yeah, he kind of did. Um, She's like, all right. So they were talking about Stilgar. You know, Stilgar. Yeah. And how when Gurney first came back into their lives and joined with the Fremen and how Stilgar didn't like to hear him calling Paul his duke. Because then the other Fremen started to pick up on that as well. And she's Johnny's like, well, you know, my brother was like was messing with you. Like he was trying to make you remember our father because he wants to know, which this is a very understandable thing. Like she says he he's hungry to know our father from the viewpoints of others who knew him. Mm-hmm. And just because like, but he has him in there. And she's like, Yeah, but that's him. That's yeah, not that's his, how he was perceived. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, that's it's a totally different thing to look at it from someone else's viewpoint, and it's also a very understandable thing for someone who doesn't have that parent. Like, yeah, you know, ostensibly their father is dead, and so yeah, he wants to hear about him from people who knew him. You know what? It's a lot like it reminds me a lot of hmm. is Harry Potter. <laughs> like, I'm sorry, oh, yeah, I apologize for this, but like. When, like, Harry, because Harry grows up, he always just hearing, like, how great, you know, or when he, when he first goes off to wizard school, like, he just keeps hearing how great his parents were, like, Mm -hmm. how great his dad was. And then, like, when he figures out, like, his dad was a little shit, (laughs) who hung around with little shits, like, yeah, it's like, would he have known that just seeing it from 
you know, his dad's perspective? Or would he have, could he only learn that seeing it from someone else's? No, I think that's fair because if you ask, I mean, if you ask anyone, mm-hmm. like if you could ask, you know, if you could see like, I don't know, my internal monologue, please don't. <laughs> no. uh, but you're going to get a lot of both like a grandiose perspective, but also just a lot of loathing. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be so much that's negative and so much that's like, and this is a time that I was great. And if you look at that from another perspective, it's like, were you? <laughs> yeah. Or vice exactly. versa. Like, but you were actually pretty great there. Why do you, you know, why do you think of that as such a horrible thing? So yeah, to get an, another perspective, whether that's good or bad is mm-hmm. very important. And, you know, she's just like, you spoke of him as your son. And just because, like, yeah, because he was. Um, <laughs> she doesn't like it that the twins keep trying to get her to talk about really emotional stuff because it kind of, you know, opens up the floodgates. Yeah. And so she's, she's just not got, there yet in her healing journey. And Gotti goes, I, I bet he said something else. <laughs> I bet. He goes, you don't like the fact that he knows our father as our mother knew him and knows our mother as our father knew her. You don't like what that implies. What we, we, we may know about you. And just because, like, I never thought of that. Mm, don't don't know about that. Didn't want to. Didn't want to know. Didn't want to think about it. Now I'm thinking about it. I'm not happy. Because Ian Gotti flat out says, like, yeah, you know. We're you think of us as children, but there's nothing that our parents did in public or in private that we don't know about. It's like, okay, yeah. gross. <laughs> yeah. Gross, God. No one cares. <laughs> like, fantastic. Yeah, you're not children. You the souls of million blah 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 blah. You're nine years old. Yeah. And we have laws against that kind of thing here. <laughs> yeah, like one, Ghani does try to be like, oh, that's like your societal conditioning. It's like, no, it's gross. <laughs> Uh, and also you shouldn't think about that because even if, even if you are cognizant of how babies are made Mm -hmm. or just, you know, adult relationship stuff, that's fine. That's something, you know, Mm -hmm. you don't need to know the details. And if some horrible reason, you know, you walked into the bedroom without knocking or something, you learn details, (laughs) you don't dwell upon them. Right. And the fact that Gotti's basically like, yeah, you just think it's weird that we know about you and our grandfather. And she's like, yes, I do, because it is. (laughs) And stop. Yeah, she talks about his sensual rutting. His rutting sensuality, please. Oh, my God. (laughs) And I'm sorry, that choice of words. (laughs) So that is exactly Jessica's like perspective, because so Gotti's just still like doing the whole like, yeah, I bet my brother was just being a little shit. And I bet he (laughs) talked about your Duke's running sensuality. Like he doesn't he needs to watch his mouth sometimes. It just is just like, you know what? (laughs) Is there her thought? Her precise thought is. Is there nothing these twins cannot profane, which I'm going to text to my brothers every day, (laughs) uh, who, again, are twins. And she's just like, and I actually appreciate Jessica's reaction here because she's just like, you Mm -hmm. know, how, like, one, how dare they speak about that? And two, what grown up people who are in love do together is private. Yeah. And just shouldn't be like, 
having this casual conversation and particularly not between a child and an adult. And then she realizes that that's the whole point. Yeah. A child and an adult and grandparent to grandchild. And she's just like, look, you know, Ghani says, look, sorry that we we shocked you. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm apologizing for both of us because I know Leto didn't because he can kind of suck. You know, <laughs> I'm the cute one. You know, like he's he's the little shit. I feel and... like that's how Ghani gets away with, like, saying the most and doing the most. Yeah. It's because she is like, yeah, she's the cute one. And so Jessica's just like, oh, you know, you're trying to teach me. You're still trying to, like, get it in my head that you're not, you're not, quote unquote, children. And she's just like, who else are you trying to, like, get this lesson home to? Like, Stilgar, Duncan. Mm-hmm. And Ghani's just like, Leto's just trying to see things the way that yeah. other people see them, the way you see them, because memories aren't enough. Yeah. And she's like, look, your son left a lot of stuff unsaid, like that he loved you. Well, I thought this was so. That was sweet. It was, she's like, it was very touching. Like, we know a lot of really creepy, weird stuff that we shouldn't know. But I also <laughs> know my father's feelings and thoughts towards you. And he loved you. Yeah. Um, and then and then here's where we get real Dune <laughs> about real the weird. whole thing. <laughs> she says. This is all Ghani. I'm just re- I'm just reading this because it's yeah. bonkers. It is. He knew your fears, just as he knew Stilgar's fears. Dear Still, our father was his doctor of beasts, and Still was no more than the green snail hidden in its shell. She hummed the tune from which she'd taken these words. The music hurled the lyrics against Jessica's awareness without compromise. And here are these lyrics. I will not sing them. I'm just going <laughs> to read them. <laughs> oh, doctor of beasts. To a green snail shell with its timid miracle, hidden, awaiting death, you come as a deity. Even snails know that gods obliterate and cures bring pain, that heaven is seen through a door of flame. O doctor of beasts, I am the man snail who sees your single eye peering into my shell. Why, Muad'Dib? Why? (laughs) Anonymous said... Unfortunately, our father left many man snails in our universe. (laughs) Now, this is this is a whole thing about that, you know, she's saying that Stilgar saw their father as a god and that, you know, that as they've been trying to emphasize, that's not good. Right. Like we need to have more acknowledged, like they need to have it change. Like their father was a man and often fallible, but, and that even, you know, he is to someone like Stilgar as a, 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 a person, you know, a doctor of beasts is to mm-hmm. a snail. Yeah. And that even even animals know that change is painful and that gods, you know, gods are careless. Yeah. Uh, but then man snail. <laughs> um, the worst Kenning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and just then I am the man snail 
I, I want to see that Cuckoo Animorphs Cuckoo. cover. <laughs> uh, yes, please. Uh, I need someone to design an Animorphs cover where someone just turns into a snail. I don't know if yeah. any of them are, I don't know if they ever turned into bugs. I'm sure someone did at some point. Those books went way beyond what I ever read. <laughs> Those books were wild. They were. My brothers were very into them. I was a little old. Um, yeah. Like, I mean, people not, get once I read murdered them, and stuff in those well, that, books. Yeah, once I was reading them, I was like, oh, this isn't, I'm not. But they were marketed as m- much younger. Yeah. Like, so my brothers would have them and I would read them. But I don't know if anyone ever became a bug. So anybody who knows. Uh, <laughs> was there a Kafka taken I, on the Animorphs? Yeah. Okay, which recently, on that note, I don't think I told you this. No. I recently asked my husband if mm-hmm. I were to awaken as a monstrous vermin if mm-hmm. you know he would still love me it was a play <laughs> on that like would you love me if i was a worm right and his exact response was that he would mourn me it's like i would still be alive i would just be a bug <laughs> right a giant bug and he was very specifically not specific about the fact that he apparently <laughs> would not consider me his wife anymore so right <laughs> <laughs> I, I've got to ask my husband this now. I'm going to do this as soon yeah. as we're done recording and I'll, I'll report back. <laughs> if you woke up, I mean, poor Gregor, he didn't have a chance. He just woke up and that's what it happened. That's and, what it happened. That's how it goes. You know, it's not as if we're trying to seek out this as an option. We're just no. putting it out there that I mean. It's just a what if. It's just a what if. But apparently. Although apparently. I do have to make like a list of things for my husband like these are all the situations in which i would want you to pull the plug mm. so let me just add like wake oh, up I as mean, a giant bug yeah i mean just raid me please yeah if i woke up specifically as a giant cockroach yeah gross. no thank Ooh. you um Ooh. i would prefer not to uh <laughs> but... truer words are never spoken <laughs> but the point remains that as we know from the metamorphosis, it would still be me in there, which means you're still married to me, bucko. <laughs> like, hey, man, <laughs> let's just consider that. Oh, I'm going to have words with him. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, yeah, just the raid situation. Don't throw an apple at my back and leave right. me to suffer. Uh, please. Right. Just make it quick. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> with yeah, my luck, a- I would be like... I don't even know what would be worse than that. Yeah. No. One of those, like, what are those wasps that don't have wings, so they look like ants, but they're not ants? Oh, like a cow killer? Oh, I hate that. Ugh. You just want to see a... those. You're like, you walk through the forest, and you look down, and you're like, what the hell I heard are that you? the cicadas are coming to the East Coast this, oh, this summer. Oh, no, not again. They're so loud. Even when it's not like the big swarms, like there's always cicadas. And they are like, you think oh, they that are people. Loud. You think that's an exaggeration if you've never heard it. And then I've seen people. It's the funniest on something like TikTok or on Instagram when someone's making a video because you'll see <laughs> comments sometimes from people who are like, what is that noise? Like, oh, <laughs> that's cicadas. <laughs> yeah. That's what they do. Yeah, like in Florida, we have uh, love bugs, which just fly around uh, doing it. Hence their name, (laughs) and they're there's just swarms of them, and so you have to walk through swarms of bugs that are doing it. (laughs) 
and they get all over your car and the paint it screws up the paint on your car and it's mm-hmm. just it's like you know what bugs <laughs> living in the south man it's such an experience oh my god there's so <laughs> there's so many annoying bugs in the south like mm. i think everyone you know there's always the jokes about like in australia everything kills you and in the south very few things kill you but it's just yeah there's so yeah. many bugs being very loud Sometimes you get those like big old water bugs and they just appear. Uh, we call those palmetto bugs. Well, no, I don't mean a palmetto bug, which is a flying roach. I mean those big oh. water bugs that have like the pinchers in front. Oh, ew. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, which one year in Tampa, there were so many of them that I think I once found like a news story that was about it because they were everywhere. Like when I worked in retail, they would come in the store. It was a nightmare. But again, they're not going to hurt you, but they're frustrating. They're or... frustrating and gross. That very specific, I mean, maybe it happens in the North. I've never experienced it. But that very specific Southern thing of, I was just sitting quietly in my living room. And now then a June bug threw itself against my screen door. Mm-hmm. And the whole house shook. Yeah. <laughs> this is June uh, bugs. It's like, bah. I don't know what lights are. I'm a June bug. Yeah, what's so funny is being living in Minnesota for so long, you know, they have a lot of water in Minnesota. It is the land of 10,000 lakes. So in mm-hmm. the summer, there is a lot of mosquitoes. Oh, but it's yeah. like, it's not anywhere near what you get down south. <laughs> it's no. always just like, I mean, yeah. It, they're all like, look how big that mosquito is. I was just like, are you kidding? I didn't have mosquitoes that needed special like special parking permits. They were so big. Yeah, I didn't leave my house for basically the entire summer that I was pregnant because it one, why would I? And two, Zika. it was Zika. So yeah. I was just like, I'm not even gonna do this. I think I went to like one outdoor like thing and it was like, this mm-hmm. is pleasant. Thank you all. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Uh also it's miserable humid. Yeah. And why do we go anywhere? Which is, I mean, again, the past, we talk a lot about why we would be useless in certain situations. If I was Mm -hmm. in any way, if I had been expected to do anything other than go to my office job and go home and lay down when I was pregnant, it would have been like, what? (laughs) Bake bread. (laughs) Uh, No, thank you. I'll bake you. Yeah, it's like, I will not do that. Um, this was a poor choice, I guess, that we all made, because, oh boy, we're all very hungry, but I am very tired. Right. And, uh, that's, and then, I mean, Jessica, you know, is wandering around the desert. It's just like, lady. Yeah. I know that you had your reasons for not immediately telling everyone you were pregnant, but you you probably could have done a little less wandering around the desert if you just been like, you know what, guys? Prego. <laughs> Baby on board. Because I don't know if they make pregnancy still suits, so you're probably expected to just stay inside. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I guess they would have to have, like, maternity still suits. Oh, my God. You know that those just get passed around, and it's just oh. like... Great, thanks. Disgusting. <laughs> awesome. Oh. Super excited about having to go walk through the desert right now. Awesome. Oh, I would, yeah, I would die. Just die. Like, wow. I think at that point, I would definitely be like, you know what, Silgar, you've got how many other wives? They can do this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to be the wife that's always home. 
<laughs> Hello, I'm here. I'm the here wife. Yeah. yeah. She can be the out there doing stuff wife. Oh, mm-hmm. look at her. She's a cool fighter. That's yeah. nice. I like, I love that for her. I like, yeah. Let's let Hara do like some hunting and gathering and stuff. Yeah. I will be here um, <laughs> yeah. keeping the home fires burning. Yeah. <laughs> I will watch this pool of water and make sure no one screws with it. <laughs> oh, so that that's the chapter. That's the end yeah. of the chapter. Man's nails. Man's, Man's nails. I, yeah. uh, we're all as I mentioned, whale fur and sharks and man snails. Yeah, I as I mentioned earlier in the show, it just made me think of season three of Hannibal with all Man. the snails. <laughs> um for a second, I, when for you that. said that, I was like, did he turn someone into a snail? No, no that's just remember the movie. he had all the snails on the No, body. I know. Then I was like, yeah. that's, I was thinking of the movie Spirals. So that was different. Oh. <laughs> Very what different. a wealth of knowledge you have, Megan. Oh, it's it a strange seems... place in there. <laughs> I would love to visit your memory palace. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I bet you... it's neat. You don't go in the fanfic section. I've seen things. <laughs> I have read things. Yeah. Okay, I promise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to add a little label. It says, Bo, keep out. <laughs> I don't know why you're in here, but stop. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Next time on Fringe. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, as always, you can find us over at thespool.net where we write about film and television. We're on Twitter and Instagram at WeirdingPod. You can send us a letter to weirdingpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, the contest ends the day after this out we're recording this. So by the time this drops, mm-hmm. the contest will have been over. So congratulations to winner. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Insert that name here. <laughs> yeah. um, oh, fanfic so- YN. <laughs> <laughs> So that's going to do it for us this time. Until next time, be nice and take Take your your spice. spice. Bye. Bye.